What's up, everybody? What's up? <clears throat> we are back in the Uh This ain't nothing but real talk with Dr. T, where we have real conversations with real people about real issues, y'all. Be back again. Did y'all miss it? Did y'all miss moi? I know y'all did. I know y'all did. Y'all was up there crying, boohooing, crying. Your ears were crying because you weren't listening and getting that since the last episode where we talked about overcoming porn. But this time we talk. We're going to get a part two, y'all. We're coming with part two. Uh, and it was changing lives. It was empowering people. But this time, y'all, <clears throat> we're talking about friendships. We are talking about friendships, y'all. How many of you know friendships are so important? Friendships are absolutely necessary for every area of our lives. And when you think about it, when God made man, um, you know, God said it wasn't good for him to be alone. So even God said, not just marriage, it's just not good to be alone, period. There are things Adam couldn't do or achieve until he had relationships. And so, you know, we have an expert on here, y'all, <clears throat> an expert on friendships, on navigating friendship. This is what our episode is about, navigating friendship. When you talk about navigation, you got to know how to drive. And, and so when you're learning how to drive, you got to know how to maneuver the wheel. You got to know how to park. You got to know how to stop. You got you to gotta know how to turn. You got to know when to turn. And so she's going to help us today, y'all, turn and navigate friendships. Samantha, how you doing? I'm doing so excited to be here. Um, thank you so much for having me. We're glad to have you. Yes, yes, yes. We're glad to have you. How you doing? <laughs> Whew, it's National Friendship Week. Mm -hmm. And so I've been ripping and running all week. And it's been super exciting because a lot of people weren't aware of um, the holiday <laughs> or it being something that's celebrated. So I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to just bring awareness to friendship and talk about friendship and just, you know, dive on, like dive into the topics that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And yeah. so I'm, I'm just honored. I'm honored. Good, good, good. Well, you're here, you're here, you're live. So, you know, what, I, it's, my, it's this is my first time hearing about friendship, which I never even heard, I didn't even know it existed. What is friendship week? Okay, so it's National Friendship Week. Uh, the actual Friendship Day, National Friendship Day, is celebrated on August 7th. It's usually the first Sunday of every year. And so um, we celebrate it on August 7th. And then after that, within August, you can have a Friendship Week right afterwards, which is what we're doing right now. And so um, we, we, it, this is a time for us to either recognize our friends. This is a time for us to find value in friendship. This is a time for us to connect, meet new people. This is a time for us to recalibrate. I mean, it, I, I just, I just love it, you know, and, and it's crazy because the topic of friendship is coming up everywhere I turn, everywhere I look. It's not just in the church. It's not just it's at home, it's in school, it's at work, it's everywhere. It's on the news, like <laughs> it's a big deal. And I'm, I'm just happy to see America coming up to speed with that because in other countries, it's a very important holiday. You know, it, it's celebrated in other countries more than it is here 
it just became a new thing in 2011 they made it an official holiday but this has been this has been around for many many years in other countries so i'm excited to even just be a part of this movement now wow wow wow, wow. that's amazing we're behind <laughs> we're behind but we're catching up we're catching up <laughs> so we're talking about friendships and you know um we wouldn't even be on this broadcast if we didn't have some type of connection um and so you being the friendship expert one i think where i want to start is what introduce yourself tell the people who you are what you do um and how did you get into into becoming a a, a friendship expert okay well well my name is samantha d liberal um i'm the founder of pure friendship with which is my nonprofit. Um, this is where I started. I started with pure friendships, having a passion for friendship. I, I've always been the social butterfly. I've always been the person who was the life of the party. I love to bring people together. Like I, I don't have like this broken friendship story to give people in terms of me trying to fix something, but it's actually me finding the light in, um, a type of relationship that a lot of people don't find light in. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I've been passionate about that. And I just started, I started speaking on friendship. I, God showed me a completely different way to look at friendship. And he told me that I needed to share it. And so that became my story. Now, as far as um, what I do, so I do it, I, I can do this all day, every day for free. It's my passion. I, I eat breathe, sleep, friendship. Everybody knows this, right? About mm -hmm. me. And even people, even people from my past who didn't see this coming, can't even argue with me about this because this is who I am. I've always been this person. I didn't just make this up. I didn't pull it, pull it out of a hat. You know what I mean? And so um, it just became a passion for me. But God was like, okay, passion is, is purpose as well. I called you to do this. I called you do, to do this in the marketplace. I called you to do this in ministry. I called you to just be this person. And so I'm also a, um, a social consultant. I help with training leaders and, 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 and managers and supervisors on building healthy workspaces in environments or professional spaces. I do believe in professional friendships and being able to build those relationships along our way in our journey as we become, because we're all becoming. I believe every job is a step to where you're headed and why not meet the, build the, the right relationships in those settings to make sure that your future and where you're headed actually happens. And so on the flip side, I do that. And I also on the personal side, because we can talk about professional all day. Everybody wants to be professional, right? And I think we're entitled to that, but there's a lot of personal stuff we got stuff we got to deal with first before we can be professional. Yeah. And if we don't if we don't deal with that personal stuff, then it's really hard to to walk professionally with integrity and the right character to really really get where you're going. So as a personal friendship coach, I help on one-on-one one-on-one a one-to-many basis, um, helping people build those intimate relationships, even with themselves, right? Friendship with myself, because if I can't be a friend to myself, I won't be able to be friends with anybody else. And I know I'm kind of going into our topics. <laughs> Not as good. I'm kind of going into our talk, but 
but yeah, that's what that's what got me here. Um, I'm passionate about it, and um, I just said yes. I said yes to the calling. I said yes to what God had purposed me to, even though it looked like something that's impossible, even when people don't understand it, even though this is the most fundamental relationship um, that we can ask for or that we need, a lot of people still find it confusing. Like they're like, oh, you're a friendship coach? And they're like, oh, I've never heard of a friendship coach. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's necessary. And despite the naysayers, despite who doesn't think it's important, despite those who don't understand, I can, I continue to push and because there are people behind the scenes, you know, coming to me, telling me it's necessary, always reaching out. And those are the people who remind me of what God called me to do and why it's so important. So that's why I'm here. That's how I got here. Um, I founded the organization in 2018. But God had told me to start it in 2016, but I was being disobedient. (laughs) And so I finally started it. But yeah, that's how I got here. That's what's up. That's what's up. I like that. I like what you said. You said something first. Being a friend of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I I think me and my cousin, we went to uh, Jacksonville last year. I had had a speaking engagement. And we just talked about, you know, um, being able to being like children, you know, I was telling you, you have to be like children. When we were children, it was so easy to make friends. We were, well, we were friendly. We were friendly, you know, um, and we were kind and we were open and we were, we didn't allow our vulnerability to, to, you know, we didn't hide our vulnerability. We were just willing to be friendly. What does that, as, as a friendship coach, what does it mean to be friendly? Because some people, they, every, every, even when you look at social media, you know, you got your friend list, but most of these people really ain't friends. We don't talk, we don't socialize, we don't hang out, we don't call, we don't check up on nobody. What really is a friend? What is a friend? Okay, so you asked two different questions, yeah. right? So you asked- <laughs> Well, let's start off with what? what is a friend? And then how can one be a friend to themselves? Okay, now you just added an extra question. <laughs> It's three questions. So I'm gonna, I'm, yes, you did. So the first question you asked is, how? What is it to be friendly? Okay. So that's a characteristic. So that's the first question. I'm gonna start there because that's the light one, right? Okay. So being friendly doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have this in-depth, you know, connection with someone. It doesn't mean that they have to be super close to you or they have to be your best friend on site in order for you to be friendly. Being friendly is all about character perspective and how are you going to walk into the room and introduce yourself to people? What do they see on the surface? What does that look like? You know, if we meet God or we meet Jesus right now, there's a certain persona, there's a certain character that you're going to run into when you meet when you meet him and you automatically see a light or whatever he encompasses. Mm-hmm. So whether you're a negative person or not, that's what you bring to the room. That's what you bring to the table on surface. This is without me asking you where you're from. This is without me asking you what your favorite color is or what you like to do for fun. But how do you show up as a person when people see you? So the Bible says, show yourself um, friendly. If you want to make friends, you got to be friendly. And that doesn't mean you got to become everybody's best friend tomorrow. But what it does mean is I'm going to show up a certain way where I'm positive. I'm inviting, I'm approachable, you know, 
Um, even my, my posture, my heart posture, come on. It's not even just about what we see, but what is your heart po- your heart posture in, in, in meeting people? So that's the first thing about being friendly. Now, becoming a friend. Now, being a friend is really about what can I, what can I be to you in a particular moment or time in your life? It's a, it's a selfless act. And I know sometimes when we think about, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm this person's friend. We think about, okay, well, what can they give me? But it's really about what can I give the other person, you know, in that particular moment. And because um, it may, and, and it's another thing, I, and we could talk about friendship uh, afterwards, but being a friend is just being there for that moment, being there in that moment for what it is. It may, it may last past tomorrow, it may not. But if I cross paths with you, and God literally uh, allowed us to divinely meet each other, there's a particular reason for that. And I like to say friends ship you. Friends ship you. It's mm-hmm. friendship. So friends are going to ship you somewhere. They're going to ship you somewhere mentally, wow. physically. Sometimes it's financially. Sometimes it's spiritually. Okay, you might meet someone that completely changes your life and how you see God. You might meet someone that changes your perspective and how you see yourself. So if I'm a friend, I'm getting on board. And I love what you said in the beginning because you said that um, you said that it, it, it's like, a, 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 what you said, a car or like, you navigation. know, navigation, a navigation system. I love that. And I'm, I like to think of the boat because, you know, Jesus and the boat and all. I like to think about the boat. So when I think about friendship, I'm thinking about sailing. I'm thinking about this journey that we're going on. Okay. And it's my job to be a friend to you in that moment. It's my job to hop on board and contribute to the ship as well as as much as I can until my journey or my time is up. Whether it means I'm I'm leaving, uh, de- departing from you for a season or going in a different direction, whatever that looks like, I played my part. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think a lot of people look at friend, and they won't say someone's a friend or that they know someone unless there's like this this amount of time in their head like okay we had to be friends for five years or two we, i had to know you for over a year before i can call you friend but really it's all about why that person was sent into your life and if they were sent into your life for a particular reason so I hope that kind of answers no because <laughs> i was going to ask that question because i was going to say you know what you know, we, we have that mindset when it comes to a friend, they have to be in my life for a certain amount of time for me to really call them a friend. And then like you have acquaintances. So, you know, and you said ship. So ship mm-hmm. take you somewhere. But ships aren't always moving. Mm-hmm. They, they're docked. Yes. So a friendship yes. can be can be at a stagnant place and it may not be going anywhere for a time. And so mm-hmm. can we sit with a person and not be going anywhere and still be a friend? It's still a ship, even though it's not moving. Doesn't mean it's not a friendship. But yes. you know what I'm saying. And I think one thing about friend, real genuine friendships, I would say like that, they don't lose their their luster. I would say like that, even if you're not moving. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 so my, I think even a deeper question because, like I said, with this Facebook, <clears throat> you know, Facebook first came out, and I was like. It was 2007. I was at FAMU, 
And it, it was out before that. It was it, out in 2005. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Well, it got popular. I was saying it was about 2007 because folks started loading up. I'm like, what is this Facebook stuff? It was really for professionals, but then folks started getting on, posting their pictures. What's this, this, this? You add this person. And it has a friend list. And then, you know, those were people you knew. You know, but then it became just, you add people just friend requests without knowing you. And so what's the difference between a friend and an acquaintance? So, I, and I love that you asked that question um, because there are four different types of friends. And, um, and this is why it, you shouldn't feel bad if you call an acquaintance a friend because you can't because it's a different type of friend. Okay. Um, you have acquaintances, you have acquaintances, you have friends, you have close friends, and then you have best friends. Okay. Um, those are the those are the four types. So if you, uh, an acquaintance and a friend are two different types of pe people. So an acquaintance is more like someone that you obviously acknowledge and you recognize. You've met them, whether it's in passing or mutual friend, or it could be um, online. It can be an acquaintance that way. Um, there's been some level of, an, of engagement in the comment section. Maybe they had a question for you. You're pretty, you, you, you recognize that this person exists, but you may not call them a, you may not call them a friend friend um, because you guys have probably never like shared anything intimate. And, and when I say intimate, it doesn't have to be personally intimate, but it could be ideas. It could be um, train of thought. It could be some level of dialogue that you wouldn't have with just an acquaintance if you were just to meet them in the elevator or see them down the hall once a year or something at your job. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But they're an acquaintance. You respect them enough because you you recognize and acknowledge that they exist. And so um, I do remember when Facebook first started, we had our friends list. In order for you to get on somebody's friends list, you had to actually know them, know them on a, on a more personal level. Like you was either like a friend friend or a close friend or a, a best friend. Mm -hmm. You know, we weren't we weren't adding people and giving them the chance to be acquaintances because we were li a little bit more private back then. But that has changed. Yes. That has changed dra drastically That's for many reasons. Yeah, and I think it's changed for for some good reasons and for and for some other reasons it probably wasn't a good idea but yeah. it overall it it, it it was a good idea because it allows us to expand our territory it allows us to meet different people and gives us the opportunity to engage with people we wouldn't have otherwise engaged with yeah. you know yeah so um that that's the major difference between the two but there there's still two types of friends different types different functions Basically, and different purposes, I would say it like that. One is more, you kind of hit and miss. You see them, how you doing? You're friendly. You're friendly to them. But you, yes. don't, have on, you don't have an ongoing relationship, you know? Yeah. Um, but then you have the, the regular casual friend where you do have a relationship, ongoing connect, connection. And then, then you say the close friends, then the best friends. Mm -hmm. um, I, I definitely can identify with all, all four of those. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, when it comes to friendship, everybody starts out as an acquaintance. Mm -hmm. And then you cross over, you know, and you upgrade, you know. Mm -hmm. And even with myself, you know, 
I've always been the type of person. I've never, I've always had friends, acquaintances and friends, but then there are those that were never, that were, that were close or best friends. And those are the rare ones. Those don't come, you know, everywhere. They, they're special people. They're reserved for, for really the parts of your life or certain parts of your life. And I lost best friends, not out of an argument. Well, one was the discretion, discretion. But just some best friends or best friend relationship that I've had, it was just because we were going to different schools. And so mm-hmm. elementary, we were best friends, but now we got to go to middle school and now we not we don't see each other anymore. They go somewhere else, I go somewhere else. And so that connection is broken. And then back in them days, you didn't really have cell phones. So, you know, mm-hmm. but we hung out, we were close. And, and so friendships change. Friendships mm-hmm. change. Um, you know, when it comes to even best friends, even now, I've, I've never considered myself to even be able to have a female. Because I've always had men that were my best friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And now I have a female who is really, I can really consider a best friend, really two of them. Yeah. Um, and, and being skeptical because, you know, as a male, you, you, you try not to, you, sometimes you don't believe you can just be friends with a female, you know what I'm saying, without yeah. some agenda. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, what has that really, that journey been like for you? Do, you? do you, I know me and you talked before that you do have a male best friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did. I did. Well, first, before I even go into that, I, I want to touch on something you said um, that really just, it, it just triggered a lot. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people um, uh, felt it as well. The whole transitioning school, changing schools, and, you know, having those friends that you had in childhood, and then switching your lifestyle, and all of a sudden, the friendship is broken. You know, it's crazy that you're like, okay, I lost a friend, but really the the reality is you didn't lose a friend. It's just things changed. And because we weren't taught how to nurture and save those friendships, we automatically considered them a loss. And I and this is why I always say parents help like help your children build friendships. Help them nurture friendships. Like I see things sometimes online that just make my heart smile. When parents, you know, move, let's say they have to move and they take uh, their child out of the school and they go to another, another location, they stay in contact with the parents from the other school and they, 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 they make it a point to have their kids come reunite and see each other or they, they have like a play date or something that they do because they know how important those friendships were to their kids. And I've, I've literally watched videos like this that will bring me to tears. <laughs> I would literally be woohoo crying at these little kids running to each other because they understand friendship and their parents facilitated some type of meetup, right? So I know what you what you felt because I transitioned and I went to different schools too. And I, and I, I felt like I lost a lot of friends. You know, there's a few, a few of them I was able to stay in contact with because we went in the same direction, but I lost a lot of friends changing schools too. And I didn't have parents who kind of understood the friendship thing to facilitate and make sure that I see my friends again. You get what I'm saying? And so that's an important part. I just want to throw that out there because if you're a parent and you have kids 
and you're on here watching about friendship and navigating, understand that because you're the parent, you're navigating their friendships too. They're young and they're learning. So you have to literally help your 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 kids navigate those friendships because you're the parent mm -hmm. and help them save some of their friendships because moving is a tough decision and it does change everything. You get what I'm saying? But to um but 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 let's stop I want before we even go into that. We talked about change because I, I something came to my mind because I see it quoted on Facebook a lot. <clears throat> and people will say <clears throat> like when you're updating and you're going higher and stuff if they were your real friend, they wouldn't be jealous. Ooh. Do you think that is true? Do real friends get jealous of each other? No. No. Real friends do not get jealous of each other. Um, and, well, let me say this. Let me say this. I, I think it depends on, it depends on, there's a few, there's a few grace areas for that. Overall, no, your friends aren't supposed to be jealous of you, right? But there are situations where um, someone either may not be mature, they may not be mature enough to understand um, the circumstances, or they probably haven't healed from their own hurt. Because jealousy is more of, it's not... It's not necessarily I want what you have, but it's more like if you got it, there's none left for me. You know, and so when 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 people are jealous, they're like, "Oh man, if she's getting everything. If she got that, then I, I, I there there probably isn't any for me." And that's a misunderstanding. That's rooted in insecurity. That's rooted in immaturity. It's rooted in brokenness. Right. So am I going to completely say that this person um, isn't your friend or they don't want to be your friend? I won't say that. But if they are your friend for real, for real, and you point it out and you see that is jealousy, they need to work. They need to be willing to work on that. That's when you know that's your friend. OK, I, like I literally have friends where we pray these prayers. Lord, I don't ever want to be jealous. I don't ever want to to look at my sister and feel like I want what she has, Lord. And this is a daily, daily prayer because mm -hmm. jealousy creeps up out of nowhere and you may not even know it. You get what I'm saying? And so it, it it's something that we have to actively work on. So if your friend, if you bring it to your friend's attention that they're jealous or they're showing, showing different things that might be jealousy, they got to be willing to change it. And if they're willing to change it and they apologize and they become aware of their actions and they can kind of see what the issue is, then I would say that's still a friend because they're they're willing to work at it. But if they're completely oblivious, they're not willing to change, they're not willing to admit, you know, then that's not your friend. Because I've seen people admit, like some people be like, listen, I, I'm a little jealous and I need to work on that. Does that mean they're not your friend? No, they're being they're being honest with you. They're struggling with that particular thing. So it just depends. And, you know, I had that come up because I said that because <clears throat> I've had some friendships, um, even with family members that kind of just lingered off because miscommunication. And then you, you chop it up with me, try to get um, you reconcile and you, you had a communication, but 
even though you confront that issue, it's like it leaves the relationship the same, like as if there was no apology. You understand what I'm saying? And then sometimes I've noticed when I'm going different places or moving up or moving further and out and whatever it is I'm doing, it just seems as though it's just there's a distance that comes. Not that I want it, not that I desire it, mm-hmm. but there's a lack of reciprocity um, from the other individual. What would you say to that person that has transitioned, um, whether it's career, family, whatever it may be, um, lifestyle, and they're having that hard time? They want to keep the connection. They don't want to lose the friendship, but there's no reciprocity. What do you think that really is, that, that insecurity from the other person? Well, it could be a number of things, but I'll tell you this. There are certain places that we're going to go, and, and, and you kept you know, saying that we're going higher up. I'm elevating. I'm changing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting promotions. Yeah. I'm doing different things. And there, I don't want the distance, but the distance is there. And what I had to come to understand, even with my transitioning and what I'm doing and what I'm doing career-wise, even with ministry, changing my lifestyle, What I had to understand is that it's not that I didn't want them to come or that they couldn't come. It's that they didn't have the capacity. We have to ask ourselves, does this person have the capacity to go where I'm going? And capacity is is not just about whether or not they can cheer for us. Capacity is like, can they handle the level of success? Are they going to be susceptible to jealousy? Are they going to be susceptible to hate? Are they going to be susceptible to greed? Like what's going to happen when they see you, you know, open your business, when they see you get married, when they see you have the children, when they see you make your first million dollars, how are they going to react to that? And sometimes I feel like God allows the gaps to happen between us and certain people because he wants to not only protect you, he wants to protect them. He wants to make sure that they're able to actually grow into that capacity so that when it's time to to get there or go up there with somebody else or even you because sometimes friends come back you know they come back when they're ready when they have the capacity to stand where you're standing but not everybody has that capacity and i like to think of myself as an eagle and when we think about the eagle it's like one of my favorite favorite animals you think about the eagles the eagle in a storm, the eagle goes all the way above the clouds, right? And so it can oversee everything that's happening. All of those storms, the turmoil, the ego is like looking and it, it goes in the wind. Eagles fly towards the wind because that's how it uses, um, it uses the wind to propel and actually go where it's trying to go. But other birds don't do that. Other birds don't do that. They fly away because they don't have the capacity nor the strategy to be at that altitude. So in those friendships, when you feel like, man, I'm flying, I got my wings, I'm soaring right now, but I can't take this family member. I can't take this person with me physically. I can't take them. Mentally, you may not be able to take them. Spiritually, you may not be able to take them. And you have to not take it personal, but you need to understand. And all you can do is pray for people like that, you know, and say, God, I pray and I hope that one day they see what I see so that 
that conversation that you want to have, that apology, you know, that's when they come back and be like, man, I didn't, man, I remember when we had that conversation and I want to say sorry, you know, because I didn't understand it back then, but I understand it now and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what you're doing. That's a moment of realization where the capacity is there now. Now we can talk. You get what I'm saying? So that's how I look at it when I transition. That's good. That's that's good. That's the capacity. And and you say don't take it personal. I think sometimes when we're when we're moving and we're we're shaking and baking. You know, we're shaking and baking, and they can't handle the shaking and baking. But like even when you're transitioning, you're 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 a little sad because you want that connection. But you also have to not like I said don't take it personal because you're growing as an individual. When you're growing as yeah. when you're growing and other people around you're not growing. It will make it uncomfortable. It will make it hard. Yeah. It will make it hard to be around people. This is like somebody, you know, it's like you being around somebody that's y'all both 30, but they're still playing with Barbie dolls. And but you, yeah. you know, you're sitting up here do, doing career and stuff, but you're still playing with Barbie dolls. You want to talk about Barbie dolls. But like that's yeah. something we talked about when we was kids. We can't talk about that anymore. That's not a, that's not important. And so now yeah. when you're growing as a person, your conversations change, your focus changes. And so, you know, the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? So every friendship has some level of familiarity and agreement. Mm -hmm. And so when my agreements change, my focus change, my walk change, and if we're not, we don't have any commonalities in, in, anymore or focus, mm -hmm. then that friendship is going to pivot. It's going to pivot. Well, there is a greater distance that's going to take place because we're now no longer going in the same direction at this moment. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because someone can go from being close to you and then end up being just a friend and almost back to an acquaintance, to be quite honest. That happens a lot, too, where the friendship kind of just, I don't want to say it downgrades, but it repositions the proximity. Because all of those all of those types of friendships, the four friendships that we talked about, mm -hmm. the main difference in characteristic is pro proximity. How close is this person to you? How much do they know about your now? They might know about you back then. They always know about you back then. They always remember who you used to be. You get what I'm saying? But who, who, who what, what do you know about me now? Those are the people that are close. Those are the, your, your best friends. Those are your close friends and some of your friends' friends. But sometimes it happens so when somebody doesn't have the capacity to be close, they have to just be a friend, you know? From, a, from afar and, and you don't have to cut people off you just kind of like you said pivot and you kind of change the conversation a little bit because it isn't the same we don't really have much to talk about you want to talk about video games and barbies all day i'm trying to start a business i'm trying to you know propel in ministry i'm trying to, to live my life and do things for god yeah. so you're talking about other stuff that i don't have the interest nor the energy to talk about and i and i respect you i respect your journey i would never take your journey away from you i would never try to force somebody to be what they're not because god is not a a, a god of forcing jesus never came and, and walked and forced people to do anything so me trying to force you and telling you to do this and do that oh no that's not my job my job is just just shine and if that rubs off on you so be it you yeah. get what i'm saying but the thing is, we try to force we got to try to force people into position. We try to force people to be our friends and 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 have them be close when they don't have the capacity to be close. 
unfortunately. And it's something we have to learn. And we, we're only going to learn when we get hurt. <laughs> when we get hurt. That's when we learn. <laughs> and, and, you know, you know, we spoke about this on a pre-call like last week or the week before. And we talked about, you know, people not having any compassion. You said being friendly. You know, we, you and I, we met, we met doing because of Mandy, didn't we? Mandy Fresh? Mandy? Yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, yeah. And, you know, we just friend requests, accept the friend requests. There's have to be an acceptance. I have to accept yeah. this person for who they are, where they are, where they are. But, you know, me, one of the things I do on social media, I'll respond to people's posts. I'll say, hey, man, that's good. I like that. We'll joke around or I'll look at their stories. And if it's something I find positive or good, I'll respond to it if it's funny. So that's how I, I show myself friendly with people. Um, I, I do that all the time, just responding to people's stories all the time. And they respond to mine and respond to posts. And, and so we just create that, that, that relationship. We talk and converse. And we've talked about this, that I've had people, the moment you accept a friend request, like mostly sometimes guy, and it comes off like weird, really weird, because they in my DM. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I just accepted you like two seconds ago. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, hey, how you doing? I love your post, but hey, how you doing? What's going on? What you doing? What you got going on this week? I'm like, we just like just comment on my post first. That's kind of how I feel like comment on the post. And then let's try to have some form of interaction on the post. Or, or at least yeah. let me see something. Let me just bust up in the DMs. And I had to kind of like, I had one guy, he never said anything on my post. He never liked anything hardly. He was a friend, but then all of a sudden, I put up a little question thing on the story, and he just says, hey, where you from? I said, yeah, from blah, 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 here and there. And he said, man, can we be friends? And I'm like, just, it was just out of like timing and order because it's like, we haven't created any relationship, and now you want to be friends, and you want to come where I'm at and hang out. I'm like, Y'all don't never converse with me on my social media page. But you're in my DM, want to hang out and go out to eat. I'm like, no, it ain't going to work like that. I don't want to. I don't do it. You know what I'm saying? I like some type of interaction because that's how I am. I like a person. I like to to get to know a person first before I meet up with you, before Mm -hmm. we really start talking. And I I ain't going to lie. I was starting ghosting. I'm like, I can't ghost the guy. I got to tell him, like, he's irking my nerves. And I say, bro, I think you're a cool cat. I think you're all right. But you're coming off real needy, extremely needy. And and I've had this conversation with other people. Like sometimes it's weird when we just come off needy or for like you said, forcing that, trying to force that friendship. It should be organic. You understand what I'm saying? Um, how do you feel about that? So um it's so funny because with me being the friendship enthusiast, a friendship coach. Um, people think that I'm trying to recruit friends <laughs> sometimes. Like, it's so bizarre. I'm like, oh, okay, well, she, I, can I be your friend? And it's not that I don't want to meet friends. It's not that I don't want to meet people because I do enjoy doing that, but that's not my mission and my role. I actually want to help people learn and change things so that they can find their people, yeah. not necessarily always me. Um, and I've gotten in a lot of trouble for that. But Um, I've gotten a few uh, DMs out of nowhere, you know, can you be my friend? And and I'm the perfect victim for that, right? (laughs) 
you know, and 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 I and you know, I I I admire the, their boldness. I admire their um, tenacity and zeal. But at the same time, you know, I've had to tell people, hey, you know, I'm I'm honored. I'm honored that you would ask to be my friend. I said, however, you know, you know that you you're more of an acquaintance and. You know, maybe I like to in, I like to get to know people, engage with my posts. Like I tell them, like engage, you know, and 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 just uh, thanks for engaging. Continue to engage, but um, I don't necessarily hop into just a friendship like that, you know. But I'm honored to get to know you. I'm honored um, that you would even come out and, and ask to be my friend. Um, especially like if it look, I only respond if it looks like a real person because sometimes the um, it'll be like profiles that are just kind of sketchy, and I don't even respond to those because it's clearly spam. But if it looks like a, a real person, like genuinely thinking like it's okay to come in my DM and ask me to be my friend, I kind of break it down like that, and I also um try to explain that there is a process to building these friendships and that, you know, asking, and I also say it's all about organic. It's all about it being organic. Asking someone to be your friend, it it, it doesn't work like that. You get what I'm saying? Like, and that's in any relationship. Like, you know, you got to have that organic spark and then kind of take it from there and you guys kind of feed off back and forth how this is going to go. And um, I always explain that it's all about it being it. like the best friendships are the organic ones. The best friendships are the ones that you just take your time with. You allow God to move. When it's time to speak, you guys will share things with each other and it'll be aha moments. And when it's, I, I promise you, when it's the right time, it will just click. It will just happen. You don't have to do anything extra. You don't have to force anything. None of that, you know? Um, I probably wouldn't tell them that they're needy though. <laughs> no, he was like, no, he was he was like child, he would hit me up every other day. And I'm like, I thought he would have got the hint, like I'm not responding. And yeah. he just was going, I'm like, good gracious. Yeah. That was a bit me, aggressive. Yeah, and then one guy hit me up one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, dude, I have oh. I don't answer, like, don't do that ever again. It's like y'all don't have no boundaries. Like, come on. You know, like you that yeah. like that's needy to me. That's me. I'm sorry. I get to a point like, look, yeah. chill. you know, chill. Um, you know, another thing too, I, I like to, I like to, I like to ask, like, if I'm kind of trying to figure out what's going on, I like to ask them, like, why, like, why? Okay, well, that sounds cool, but why, why did you, why do you want to be my friend, or what, what made you decide to say that? Because I really want to see their point of view, because a lot of times people would try to befriend you to do business and i don't like that you 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 should not try to befriend someone to do business you can be straightforward about wanting to do business like if you're trying to sell something for instance like if i um add somebody on facebook and they automatically send me their link to buy something out their store i just added you like two minutes ago and you're sending me your link to buy a product it doesn't look like it doesn't work like that. Or you just come in my inbox, you never engage or do anything, but you want to you say hi, how you doing? And then you send me a link for me to buy something. Yeah, yeah. That's not cool either. And I think a lot of people have abused the access. 
yeah. they've abused the access that they get from social media because it is it, it is very personal you know most of our accounts are ran by us it's not ran by a third party it's ran by us so when a message comes through most of us see it you get what i'm saying and so i always tell people don't don't try to befriend people to do business or go in the dms just to send a link um you know and always have like a reason like if you want to be someone's friend you can say it in your heart but you know get to learn them show up you know engage um you know tell them tell them what they've done like people will, i've met some people and instead of like coming in my dm and being weird they'll probably find a post and, and say oh this post really resonated with me this is what happened and just kind of light conversation and and i'm able to like pour back into them and say thank you so much for reading my post and engaging i'm glad i'm glad that god spoke to you through it and it, it allows some type of normal dialogue that isn't out of the box. It doesn't require me to do too much. I don't have to stop everything I'm doing to to, to, to go and have brunch with you when I don't even know who you are. You get what I'm saying? And that level of the, the steps, the stages, be an acquaintance, allow that acquaintance to turn into friend, allow that to, if it's meant to be close and become best, it will. Mm -hmm. and, and, and like you said, don't just add a person just for business, you know. Uh, but I think social media has a lot, like you said, allowed us to be open because this relationship now I would have never had without social media. You know, I think it has yeah. been very. I mean, wait, you can add them. Yeah, you can add them if you do want if you do see business partnership and opportunities yeah. in the future. My whole thing is. Don't go in trying to make it seem like I'm interested in you and I want to be your friend when I really just want you to buy something. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, basically spamming people. You spam. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Definitely. Um. So next part of this conversation is the juicy part. Um, a platonic relationship, male and female. Uh -huh. <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard Steve Harvey. You know, my dad used to tell me this when I was in high school. Antoine, be her, be a that female's friend, be her friend first. That came from my dad all the time. Be her friend, be her. Then one of my cousins like, man, man, you know, we ain't trying to be no girlfriend. We just we trying to be her boyfriend, trying to be her man. And then you know, Steve Harvey said, you know, no man just want to be your friend. He want to be your man. From a woman's perspective, what's the truth? <laughs> oh, you got me. You got me. Uh, you got me going up against uh Steve Harvey himself. Um, you know, I I think I think uh Steve Harvey was speaking from a place of you. You're at a place where you are looking for a man, a husband, um, companionship. This is this is the this is what you need to look for. You get what I'm saying? If that's what you're looking for, and um. He's saying no man wants to be your friend and there are some truths to it, but then there's really not like it's it there there that friendship can happen within that time. You get what I'm saying? They're not going to call it friendship. It's going to be like I'm courting you Um, within these three months. I'm getting to know you because in my mind, I know I want more than friendship, but the process of getting past the friendship requires friendship. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And so. I do think they want they want 
they don't ultimately want friendship but friendship is needed in order to get what they ultimately want if that makes sense so i think that's what steve harvey was trying to say but um i think it's very much so possible to have a platonic friendship with a male though one where you're like okay i don't I, I ultimately want friendship i ultimately want to be a part of your life i ultimately want to share your life with you as a friend and i don't see past i don't see yeah. more than that that's possible yeah, yeah yeah so that means platonic relationships are really we we, we putting people in the friend zone or is that different the friend, yeah. is the friend zone different than just having a platonic relationship well actually no it's not no it's not because Okay, I know where I'm going. Platonic relationship, both parties agree they don't they're not they're not attracted to each other. When you put somebody in the friend zone, or somebody in the friend zone, one person just sees you as a friend. That's it. They don't see nothing emotionally, not emotionally attracted to you, physically, spiritually, whatever it is. The other person wanna be in a relationship. So you put them in the friend zone, kind of like friendship timeout. We cool. What's your view on that? <laughs> Well, the friend zone pretty much lets you know that, you know, whoever decided to put you there just wants to be your friend and they want to make it very clear. It's like drawing the line. Like, I want to draw this line. I'm friend zoning you. Like, because you're, t you're, if the person, usually it's when someone's taking it, they're making advances. Like, they're making, they're saying things that are a little bit more than friendship or they're expecting certain things. So, what the person has to do now is draw a line. Like, Hey, you know what you're doing this Saturday at 8 p.m. I was thinking we could go on a date. Um, no, we don't need to go on a date. You <laughs> crazy, like what a date? Stop, stop playing. What day? That's friend zoning. I'm literally drawing a line. I'm letting you know that this is that is not what this is. And so now, platonic friendship. It's like we already understand. Like there's no lines being crossed. Yeah. I'm not saying we're gonna go on a date, even though I do think friends, friends, friendship, friends date. I believe in friendship dates, even with my my male best friend at the time. We went on friendship dates all the time, day, night, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Didn't matter. We had friends. We called them like, "Hey, let's go out. We we about to check out a new restaurant." And it was a date, but it wasn't like it. There wasn't any formalities, like you know what I'm saying. Like I was driving, he would drive. Like he wasn't opening my door or anything like nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Just really pure platonic friendship. But you know, friend zone, friend zoning is a it's a mechanism. <laughs> it's a mechanism for those who don't understand that this is a friendship <laughs> or that it needs to be. <laughs> wow, that's good. I like that. I like that. So what do you have to say for anyone that that's having a hard I know some people that have a hard time making friends. You can't create a friendship. You can't create a friendship without trust. And I know some people that have a hard time making friends, not because they're not friendly, but they've been hurt a lot. What do you say to those people that have been hurt a lot by people they have trust? But but because of those those hurt and pain, they're having a hard time trusting. And they want to make friends. But it's like every time they meet someone, some kind of body kind of sabotage. What would you say to those type of people? Well, I would I would say the same thing that that anybody else would say about their love life. Because one thing about it is, I think it's all about value. 
if you really, really want friends and you really want to build those relationships, you want to be surrounded by the right people, you're going to heal. You're going to go through the necessary steps to heal. You're going to you're going to allow God to disharden your heart so that you can build the trust and you don't you don't have these preconceived notions about friendship and everybody that comes into your life. Everybody's not out to get you. Everyone's not the same. You get what I'm saying? And I and I and I like to compare it to romantic relationships because everybody's been hurt by love before. We've all had a boyfriend or a girlfriend who broke our hearts. Do we not wake up and still seek that type of love? We still wake up the next day and we everybody still wants to be married. And I mean, there are a few people who get really hurt and they don't want to date ever again. And they and we obviously know why, but for the most part, we get up and we give it another try. We we get into another relationship. We we need we 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 go into a, a, a new type of love because we we believe really in our hearts, we believe that there's someone out there for us. We believe the one exists. It didn't. It wasn't that one. It wasn't that one. But I know that God has a person for me, and we need to start building the same character around friendship and believe that God has people for us. God has divine people who aren't going to break us um, like that. Who aren't going to, you know, betray us like that. Doesn't mean they're perfect. No, your partner is not going to be perfect. So your friends aren't going to be perfect. You're not perfect. Exactly. But there are people meant for you. There, there, there is a set of people along your journey that God wants you to meet, but you have to trust him. Trust God first. Yeah. That's the only, that's where your trust is going to come from. Trust God and then trust the journey, trust the process and truly believe, believe that there are good people out there because you're a good person. I, I look at myself, I'm like, I'm, I'm the standard. I'm the standard. I know I'm a good person. So it would be it would be crazy for me to walk around and be like, there aren't any good friends out there. I can't find any good friends. But I a good person. Why can't there be another person out there like me? That's good. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. 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 Wow. So yes. Samantha, this has been good. <clears throat> this has been good. This yeah. somebody has been helped, somebody been empowered. Somebody, somebody can be transformed. So <clears throat> tell the people about your book. Tell the people about your services, what you offer. And y'all get at her. Get at her. She's an expert at friendship. Um, get at her. And I'm telling you, get at her. I, I mean, oh, I almost messed up. Because I, I, as you said, it's on social media, I forgot. And I, I just thought about it. You said, because I left an old church, right? And I went to the church. And you said some friendships, and we talked about this. This was what really got. I was always looking at your content. It was always uh, had substance to it, but this is what was the kicker. Because I was hurt by some things, hurt by some people. And I was ready to leave the church. And I was like, man, maybe this ain't this ain't God. And you literally said that day, some friendships are from God. They are they are ordained from God, but they every friendship moves at a different speed limit. And you said some people they only move at like I'm not I'm not verbatim, but they only move at five miles per hour. But mm-hmm. if you want to move at twenty miles per hour, and they only can move at five miles per hour, you would you would think this is not from God because they're not moving at the speed or the pace you want to move. Talk about yeah. it. 
because that was so mind blowing. That changed my whole perspective. Like, oh my God, I could be missing out on a good relationship, but because I want to move fast or move too slow or don't move in agreement with this other person, I can miss out on a God, good God, or just a great person, you know, as a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I had to, I realized that, and not that I was speeding or moving too slow, but what I realized is that there are, there are such things as backburner friendships, right? There are backburner friendships. There are people, and I, and I would like to say, these are the acquaintances. These are the friends, you know, on that, that scale who are on the backburner. And being on the backburner isn't a bad thing. It means that this is, a, this is slow cooking. It's simmering. You know, it's doing this thing back there. You ain't got to keep your eye on it too much. You get what I'm saying? But you know it's back there. And these are some of the surprising friendships where I realized God kind of pulled those people from the back burner in, at an appointed time in my life. And it just showed me like, wow, I met this person five years ago. I didn't know that they would be so prominent in my life right now. And thank God, because when I met them, I didn't think it was going to be much. And it, you could easily discard those relationships because you're like, okay, well, they're not really, we're not really... We don't talk too much. We don't talk that much. And you know, it's it's barely a high vibe. I mean, we're just friends on we're just friends on Facebook or we're just friends on IG, not too much engagement. I don't know, you know, but God had to show me it's because you're expecting a certain speed. You're expecting, okay, friends are gonna if this is your friend, it's gonna go this fast, fast, and it's gonna happen just like this. But that's not how God operates. God might introduce you to somebody and not allow that person to be prominent in your life until it's time. The introduction was just to make you aware so that when it's time, when that person is needed for real, they could just pop up and there not be any any friction in doing that. So it's yeah. not so random. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. it got in, he's random, but it still got to make sense. You yeah. know, so yeah. some people... We're going to have to actually know we're going to have to encounter. I might have to meet you at that one conference in order for me to put you on the back burner so that when God is ready to use you in my life, he could. And vice versa for me, I've been on the back burner for a lot of people. And then all of a sudden, boom, I can show up. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because it's it's time. It's time. And so not rushing those things is so important and not disregarding those relationships where it doesn't look like it's your close close friend it doesn't look like this person is amounting to much and like you said earlier the ship you you talked about the ship not sailing the ship not moving yeah, yeah. and that's not always a bad thing it, it can stay docked it the, the 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 real question is how 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 is that ship maneuvering in the midst of everything else that's going on in your life? Is it causing you to not move forward? Is it causing you to to separate from God? Is it causing you to move away from purpose? So that's when the ship becomes a problem because now you're 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 literally like an anchor in my life that's causing an issue. But if you're not causing an issue, if you're just kind of like there and you're still friendly there's no reason for me to get rid of the ship or or or, or just kind of like push it away because you haven't done anything wrong. And I think if we change our perspective and how we look at that, it makes it a little bit easier to deal with those relationships don't, that don't move at the speed that we want them to.
That's good. That's good. That's yeah. good. That's good. Y'all, that's good. That's the juice, y'all. That is the juice. <laughs> <laughs> y'all go get the juice. Y'all go get the juice. This <laughs> the juice, y'all. This the juice and stuff. Oh, so yes. tell people about your book. Oh. Listen, okay, I actually have it here. I have the book here. I don't know if you can see it. It's called. Oh, here we go. It's called Friendship Pillar Today. Friendship Pillar Today. This is basically what I base most of my videos on. Um, I drop a pill, and I call it Friendship Pillar Today because pills are very hard to swallow. And not only that, our hearts need medicine in order to heal in areas in friendship. Like if you've had to battle with friendship um, or you have a hard time making friends or you have friendship trauma, betrayal, different things like that, this is the book for you. It's a daily devotional where you can read and take a pill every day um, and it comes with the symptoms. So sometimes it's important for us to identify what those problems are so that we can properly diagnose the issue, right? Now, this isn't diagnosing nobody, y'all. This isn't FDA approved, <laughs> but it's God approved. It's God approved, and it will help you identify those symptoms and those issues in friendship so that we can, you know, um, heal our hearts in the areas that bring much dis-ease in friendship. And so it comes with symptoms. It comes with instructions on how to take the pill, how to bear with it. And it also comes with a word cure, which kind of gives you the word of God and how to um, handle that friendship issue. And so this is on my website, um, which is www.purefriendships.com. And you could check it out. Um, as far as um, coaching, at the moment, I'm not coaching. My calendar is closed for coaching right now simply because I'm entering a season of filming and I'm going to be on set for a little while and for the next couple of months and also training and consulting is kind of taking up some time, but I probably will open up my calendar for coaching, friendship coaching, which I help people with friendship issues. And I also have something called a round table where you can bring a friend with you that you've probably had some, some issues with and I can be the, you know, the unbiased person to help you guys both get through a problem or issue at that round table. And so we do exercises together as a group and kind of like, you know, it's kind of like friendship counseling or therapy, but it's more coaching and helping you guys get through an issue. Um, I'll probably open up my calendar for that um, in the winter when things kind of slow down a little bit. But for now, um, following me online on Facebook, or you know um ig engaging it's a perfect perfect way to just getting and you know i got tons of stuff online like tons of like information free encouragement empowerment all things friendship i don't post anything and it have nothing to do with friendship everything i post has everything to do with friendship so it'll bless it'll bless you trust me i'll purge y'all so it's her website is on the screen, y'all. www.purefriendship.com. Or you can do four slash link tree to get all the other stuff she's offering, surveys and all that. But get that juice, the juice, y'all. Get the juice. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else you want to say or feel you need to say before we cut off? So um, I also want to add, if you um, 
if you are also interested in building better professional friendships and um, those relationships at work, because I know that's where we spend a lot of our time and sometimes we get a bad taste of friendship and we, because of our work experiences, we don't want to be nobody's friend. If you want to work in those areas and you want to enhance that part of your life, definitely connect with me on LinkedIn, um, Samantha D. Liberal on LinkedIn. That's where I talk about majority of the professional friendship building. Um, but on top of that, I want to encourage anybody who watches this that's um, trying to figure out, you know, where their people is going to come from. And I know that navigating friendships is not an easy thing, but it's a lifelong journey. Um, it's not something that you can just do today and not do tomorrow. And I just want to encourage every single person that watches this, that's watching this now, and that's going to catch the replay is that as long as you decide that you're going to become a better friend and that you're going to become a better person and be become more like Christ in the way that he, you know, befriended people um, and leading with love and, and just leading with openness and vulnerability and trust, you're going to meet the right people because you're going to impact somebody and that person is going to remember you. And that's really what friendship's about. So I want to encourage you, no matter what you've been through, even if you were the problem, I want to say that too, even if you were the problem, even if you were the toxic person that made a mistake, you can change, you can change the trajectory of all your friendships and God can continue to bless you no matter your age. There's no, there's no age where you can't continue to make friends. So I, I, I pray that, you know, you've taken something from this and that this gives you an opportunity to just sit back and think and just in that prayer tonight. I don't think we pray for our friendships enough. Say that prayer tonight and ask God for those friendships, those divine friendships, the ones that are equally yoked, the ones that are for us and that's going to propel us and take us to every single place that we're supposed to go according to our journey and our assignment. So I pray that he blesses each and every one of you um, that listen and watch this video. That's good. I love it. I love it. You like it. I love it. I like it. You love it. Amen. Yo, <laughs> that's it, y'all. That is it, y'all. We don't have real talk with that tea, y'all. We don't have the juice. We don't have the juice. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a beautiful day, y'all. Subscribe. Um, also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Links below. Uh, uh, my book is available as well. Um, also, listen to the previous podcast episodes on Anchor and Spotify. Just click into on Thurston forward slash link, link tree. It is available. Um, but, y'all, we finna get on out of here. Uh, we love y'all, but create them pure friendships, create them good friendships, and it takes time. It takes time. Lesson learned. Everybody have a peaceful, beautiful evening. Peace out. We love y'all. Y'all have a good day. Good evening. Good evening. Bye. <laughs>